Nedarim Daf Yud Het, the last thing we're discussing, the Mishnah Yud Zayin Amud Aleph said that you can vow one vow on top of the other, but you cannot swear one on top of the other. And Rav Una said that only works when it comes to Nezirut is when you said one today and one for tomorrow, because you added one day. But if you said today twice, it doesn't work. And Shmuel says even if you said today twice, it still works. And we asked four questions on Ravuna. We brought in three Mishnayot Braitot. We brought in one Rabbah. And Ravuna keeps on finding a way out to prove his point. And with that, we're starting to hit Amud Aleph four lines in. And this time, Mativ Rav Hamnuna. Rav Hamnuna is asking a question to Ravuna. It says, By Nazir, Ish o Isha, Kiafli, Lindor, Neder, Nazir lehazir, Mikanche Nizirut, Hal ala Nizirut. From that double language, we see that a vow can go on top of another vow. Why she'achol ve'alo dinu? The Chorah, I have a kalvachomet to say that a nezirut cannot go on a nezirut. Why umah shavuah hamunat? The swear is so great. And en shavuah ala shavuah, and the swear cannot go on top of another swear. Nezirut kala, a nezirut, which is so low, which is so lenient, all the more so that, that, a, that a vow of a nezirut cannot go on top of another nezirut. That's why you need the Pasuk to tell me Nazir la Azir, Mikansha Nizirut Halal Nizirut. They teach me that from here that the Nizirut goes on top of a Nizirut. So, Hechidami, what exactly are we talking about? Ilema, maybe if he said that he said that I'm a Nazir today and I'm a Nazir tomorrow, Hakirabai, do I even need a Pasuk for that? Well, that's obvious that one Nizirut goes on top of a Nizirut because you're adding a day, you're adding something. Rather, what are you talking about? He said, I'm a Nazir today two times. And you have to say that Nizirut has been put on top of another Nizirut. And it's a problem in Ravuna. The command says, Lo. Maybe not. Maybe Maybe again, he accepted the two Nizirut at once. He said, I accept upon myself two Nizirut. And the Hidush is that uh, it doesn't mean you do one for 60 days. No, you do one for 30 days. You stop, you, you, you cut your hair, you give your korbanot, whatever you have to do, and then do it again for 30 days and again with the korbanot and the haircut. And the Gemara takes one step back. Okay, Umay Humra So why is a Shavua? Why is a swear stronger than a than a vow? Maybe you want to tell me because you can swear on something that doesn't is not a thing. It is it's not tangible, even on an action. Well, neder nami hamor, then then vows also have a stringency. Sheken halal mitzvot kershut. You could even you could even vow on top of a mitzvah, just like an optional thing. Ella, what's the home rabbi swear? Mishum lichtiv ba b'shvua lo yenake, because shvua is just scary. Hashem says, I'm never going to forgive anyone who swears in vain. And the Gemara ends off. It concludes with no real refutation on Rav Huna. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, Shibwa shelo chal, Shibwa shelo chal, ve'achal eno chayav elachat. If someone said two times, I swear I'm not going to eat, I swear I'm not going to eat, let's say this piece of bread, and he ate it, he's only chayav one. Amar Avan, Avan says, Im nish'al ala rishona, shenya chala alav. If he did hatarat nedarim on the first swear, now the second swear comes in. Remember, the second swear doesn't start because you already have a first swear, and a swear can't go on another swear. But if he did hatarat nedarim on the first swear, that knocks it out as if it never happened, and that second swear starts in. 
does he understand it? It doesn't say in the Mishnah that he's Hayav only one. It doesn't say it like that. It doesn't say Eno Elahat, which I could have understood that he's Hayav one, uh, let's say one Korban, or he's Hayav one for both swears, meaning both swears took into effect, but if he went against it, he'd only be Hayav one, because only one of them matters. No. It says, Vikatane Eno Hayav Elahat. It says he's only Hayav for one. And we're understanding from it that there's no Hayuv on both swears. Meaning, the second one wants to take effect. However, of Hahu Delet, doesn't have no room to take effect. When the person did Hatarim on the first one, then that's when the second one finds its room and now it, it takes effect. We have another way of bringing this down. There's no Hayuv if a person went against that second swear, but there's still a swear. And the Ma'alchet, what would be the Nafkamina? Would make the difference? What's the practical difference? The Chederabah, like Rabbah brought down, that if he did Atanidarim on the first one, then the second one takes effect, and he would still be a sore from eating this piece of bread because of the second swear. And we're going to try to help Rabbah. Let's say the following helps him. It says Mishin Adar Nezirut. A person vowed two Neziruts on himself. And he's supposed to do 30 days in 30 days. And he counted the first one 30 days. And then he separated a korban. He put this korban aside. And then he did hatarin darim on that nezirut. Then the second nezirut takes into effect instead of the first one. So whatever he did the first time around, that counts for the second one. And this is exactly like Rabbah, the same way over there. He swore, and then he swore, and then he did not the name of the first one. The second one took effect. Same thing with the Nezirut. The second one took effect when he did not the name of the first one. And the Gemara says, no. You could always say, You could say, the case of the Nezirut, the reason the second one took effect is because he accepted both Neziruts at the same time. And although he would have to do 30, uh, give his korbanot in 30, but when he says, I'm hayav tunu yazirut, I'm accepting upon myself tunu yazirut, when he says it like that, anata, I'm an azir, I'm an azir, he says, I'm accepting both at the same time, what, what in essence happens is that automatically, if the first one gets thrown out, the second one takes effect. But could be the halakha is different when it comes to shavuah. Could be the halakha is not like Rabbah. Could be by a swear, since a swear cannot go on top of a swear. Therefore, if I threw, uh, threw the first one out, maybe the second one is not. It doesn't take effect either. And we don't have clear proof for Rabbah from the, uh, the two Nezirut. Next Mishnah. On the top of it, Hadamudbet, we said, Stam nedarim lehamir uperusham lehakel. If someone made a vow, and we're not sure what he meant, we're always going to be strict. However, when it comes to the explanation or the definition of what he said, we're always going to be lenient. And the Mishnah explains, Ketzad, if a person said this loaf of bread, this loaf of bread is like uh, salted meat. Now, salted meat could mean um, salted meat that was given as korban on the, in the Beit HaMikdash, or it could be like salted meat that they give to Avodah Zarah. 
Now, if he's swearing on the meat that was given as korbanot, then that's something that is vowable. But if he's a vow, if he's vowing on uh, something that was given avodah that's something that is prohibited and the vow doesn't start. And same idea if he said keyain nesach, if he said uh, like the wine that is poured on the mizbeach, that could be something that is okay, or it is something that's given avodah and that's something asur. They used to pour wine here and wine there. Im beshel shamayim nadar. If he said uh, he, he he vowed on something that has to do with uh, the shamayim with Hashem, then it's asur because that's something vowable. However, beshel avodat kochavim nadar. If he said something that was asur avodat zara, for example, then it, it, the whole thing is mutar because his vow is on something that is asur. And we said if you vow on something that is prohibited, it, it, it doesn't even count. Now, ve'im satam, if he didn't explain, so he just said, kibsar maliyah, and he didn't explain, avodazara, or he meant korbanot, he didn't understand, so we're going to be mahmir, we're going to be strict, and we're going to say it's asur. And there's few explanations to what exactly is going on here. Tosfor explains we're talking about a situation where he didn't have any specific kavana when he made the vow. Rebenu Abraham Nahar explained, that we're talking about a situation where he was he didn't remember what exactly he was thinking of when he made the vow. And the Rosh explains the same way. And the Mishnah continues, If someone said this uh, loaf of bread is like a harem, harem could be either like Kohanim or could be harem in the Bedekabait, one or the other. Im kehem shal shamayim, if it's harem that goes to shamayim, meaning it's Bedekabait, which means the upkeep of the Beta Mikdash account, then it's Asur. Why? Because that is something that is vowable. That is something that is asur, and you're allowed to vow towards it. And therefore, if you said this loaf of bread is harem to the bedekabite, it's a problem. Ve'im keharem shil kohanim mutar. But if you said like harem of kohanim, then it's mutar. Why? Because when someone says something about harem of kohanim, then it's it's something that was already kadosh and already finished its uh, use for being for kodesh, and now it goes to the kohanim. And at that point forward, it's completely mutar. It's like vowing on something that is hulin. Now ve'im satam, and if he didn't specify, they mean bedekabait kohanim, then asur we have to be machmir. Same idea. If he said this is maaser, maaser can mean maaser of behema or maaser of grain. Im kemaaser behema nadar. If he uh, if he uh, vowed specifying that it's going to be like the maaser of animals and it's asur because the maaser of behema is something that is vowable and it becomes kodesh when you call it that. However, if you're talking about maaser of the grains, which maaser is shown, then it's mutar. Why? Because maaser that is given to the levi, the levi could use for whatever he wants. It becomes totally mutar now. It's not only something food that only the konim. It's not like teruma. It's maaser. It belongs to the levi. Levi could sell it to whoever he wants. He could do whatever he wants with it. So it would be the equivalent of saying, I vow to uh, have this uh, biholin. Vim satam, and if we're not sure what he meant, then we have to say, I'm sorry, we have to be mahmir.
and say, my dear, hare alai kitruma. If a person said this, uh, this loaf of bread is like teruma. Now we could say it could mean terumat alishka, which is mahatzik shekel money, or kitrumat goren, or it's the 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 one fiftieth that's uh, that uh, that Israel has to give to the kohen. Im kitrumat alishka nadar. If if a person vowed like terumat alishka, the mahatzik shekel money, then it's asur because that's something that is valuable. But if he meant like the terumah that you're supposed to give to the kohanim from the, the grain, then it's mutar. Why? Here's the opposite. Terumah is something that is asur. Only kohanim can eat it. They can't give it to anybody else. Uh, Israel will never be able to eat it. And therefore, uh, it's like vowing on Avodah uh, Zarah, for example. But the opposite. But Kodesh. But still, it's asur. And again, im satam. And if he wasn't, uh, he wasn't specific. Then we have to be mahmir. It's asur. That's the very Rabbi Meir. All this Rabbi Meir. Now Rabbi Omer, he argues and he says, "Listen, Stam teruma. If someone didn't specify, just said teruma bihuda in Yehuda, where everyone is this close to the mahatzita shekel money, and we know what a person meant. He he, he was when person wasn't specific. He was talking about mahatzita shekel. Therefore, it's asura." Because that's something that is valuable. But Galil, muteret. And if it's in Galil, it's mutar because the people of Galil, they don't know money. It's something that you donate once a year. You don't know what happens to that money. Uh, therefore, they, when they think terumah, they're thinking of terumah that you give to the Kohen. And therefore, that vow doesn't even start. But, when, but the people in, in, in Yehuda, they you know they see the mahatzita shekel money at work. So that's what they were thinking about when they say the word terumah. And stam haramim, when someone vows and he says uh, this loaf of bread is like a harem, he didn't specify what he's trying to say. Also, Rabbi Yehuda says, Bihuda mutarin. In Yehuda, there's a lot of kohanim, and since they were mixed with everyone, therefore it's mutar. Because when someone's talking about harem of kohanim, it's something that was given to the kohanim as kodesh, and once the kodesh was done, it goes to the kohanim, and now they could use it like anything else, so it's like hulin. So in Yehuda, since there's a lot of Kohanim, it becomes like a harem of Kohanim, and that's another issue in Mutar. However, Bagalil Asurin. Why? She'en and She'galil Makirin, Kohanim. The people of Galil, there's not too many Kohanim around, and they don't know the Haramim of the Kohanim, things that went to the Kohen, and now they're like, Holin, they don't know of this stuff. So when they said the word harem, they're thinking of like harem Shal Shamayim. Next, Gemara starts. We learned in the Mishnah that Stam Nedarim, a Neder that was not specified, we have to be Mahmir. But the Gemara brings down a question from Masechet uh, Taharot, Mishnah there, Vehatanan. It says over there, Safek Nezirut Leakel. When we're not sure about Nezirut, we have to be lenient. And the case over there is a person said, I'm a Nazir, if in that pile you have a hundred core, and then by the time they got there, something was stolen, something got lost, and they're not sure what it was at the time. So over there, we're going to be lenient. So over here, we're telling you that Stan Medarim Lahmir. Over there, we learned it's Lahakel. So which one is it? So Amar Rabbi Zera, Rabbi Zera's explanation of the contradiction of the Sugiyot is Lakashya. The Mishnah that says to be lenient is Rabbi Eliezer. Ha Rabbanan, our Mishnah over here that says you have to be Mahmir is Rabbanan, the Tanya. If a person was Makadish, his wild animal or his domesticated animal, he Kiddish et Akoi. 
he was Makadish. He made his koi also Kadosh. A koi is something, it's a crossbreed between a behema and a haya, wild and, uh, and domesticated animal. And we're not sure what it is. Is it a behema? Is it a haya? So, According to Tanakama, he was Makdish at a koi also. Rabbi Lazar Omer Lohikdish at a koi. Rabbi Lazar says that uh, that koi, that cross reed, is not Kadosh. And the idea is that when he, he made his animals Kadosh, according to Rabbanani, he was Makdish his animals, and therefore the koi is part of his animals, and therefore you have to be Mahamir and Makdish the koi. Also, you have to treat it with Kedusha. Rabbi Lazar says, uh, you were Makdish the Behemah, you were Makdish the Haya, but not the Koi. Now, Man de Amar Mamono Ma'ayel Sfeka, according to Rabbanan, who holds a person, puts his assets in Safek, like we just saw with the animal, he said wild, he said domesticated, and we said you have to add also the Koi. Then, if that's the case, then we have to also be Mahmir and Gufenami Ma'ayel, that a person's body he'll also put into Safek. Uh, he'll be have to be Mahmir. So, same thing if someone accepted upon himself in Nizirut, if we're not sure this pile has a core or not, then we have to be Mahmir and say, You are you are a Nazir. And according to Rabbi the Ezer, who said, uh, that uh, if a person said uh, domesticated animal, wild animal, he didn't, um, he was not Makdish, this crossbreed koi, then if that's the case, if he doesn't put his assets into Safek, then Gufe Nami, then his body also, when it comes to Nezirut, Koshiken Delomayel Sfeka, all the more so, he's not going to put it into Safek. And therefore, according to Rabbi Lazer, in the case where a person said, I am an Azir, if this pile has a core, and by the time they got there, something was stolen, and we're not sure, then according to him, he wouldn't put his body into Safek, and the Nezirut would not stand. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Olam, Amen, Amen.